Hey guys, and welcome back to the Finance Now podcast. This podcast is purely for informational and educational purposes, and it's my way of sharing my knowledge, research, and opinions with you. I'm Anurag Birla, and I know it's been a while since the last episode, but I was so swamped with my move to Singapore and transitioning back to life as a student and all that. And, you know, I, I do want to say a lot has happened in the markets in, in the last month or so. And unfortunately, I can't go through everything I've missed. But, you know, I'd like to start by talking about a company that many people, many retail investors would be eyeing, and especially given this AI hype, um, many institutions might also be looking at, and that's Palantir. Palantir, it's interesting because the run-up for this stock this year prior to uh, the second quarter earnings has been crazy. I mean, they've they've gone up close to, they're 150% up uh, from the start of the year. And, you know, Prior to earnings, I guess a few days before they announced their earnings, their stock hit $20 a share. Now that's the highest it's been in a while, in a long time. And Palantir is most well known as, you know, a pure play AI company. And earnings for this data analytics company this time around were pretty solid. I mean, they had a 13% increase in Q2 revenue. And they provided a higher forecast than what analysts had expected initially. They reported 28 million in net income, or one cent a share, compared to a loss of 179 million, or nine cents a share, a year ago. This is the third straight quarter where they made money. Their revenue and EPS came in as expected, but the fact that it's their third straight quarter where they made money i mean they're obviously vying for a spot in the s p 500 and you know one of the stipulations is that you have to have four quarters where your net income is positive and palantir have checked three out of that four and they're obviously vying for that spot now now management predicted that their next quarter the third quarter revenue would be between 553 million and 557 million which the midpoint of that is slightly above the consensus estimate of what was 552 million it's it's been a story it's been a story and a half i mean after 20 dollars a share prices were down 10 percent after the ceo alex carp mentioned that you know full year revenue would be in line with estimates it's they've had pretty solid earnings and if you look if you look at kind of what has happened with them they've it's a bit unfortunate because i think the amount of hype that they've received as a company is starting to backfire and starting to haunt them and the fact that you know revenue estimates and guidance would be in line with estimates is what is disappointing because of the amount of hype that revolved around their earnings and you know them as a growth company as an ai play and you know that's it's a tough position to be in i mean the reason why shares recovered somewhat was due to the buyback approved i mean the buyback one billion dollar stock buyback plan which was approved by their board of directors and it's huge for a company of this size but i guess it shows that you know the management really believes in the future of it Uh, it's it's a good sign but you know, I'm not concerned about the earnings that Palantir had put out, but it's definitely something that, you know, affects the valuation outlook. 
revenue growth at both government and commercial revenue had slowed down to 15% and 10% respectively, which is not something I think the investors would want to see. And again, as I mentioned, the main issue with this stock is that there is a lot of hype and growth priced into it. And that's the reason that the stock took a beating. It fell. Earnings and guidance in general weren't even bad. If you look at it in isolation, they actually look pretty solid. I mean, they were in line with estimates for the most parts and in some parts even edged estimates beat it by a bit. But that's what's disappointing. It's the margin that they beat estimates by it was too narrow they're pretty much in line with it everyone expected the company to kind of come in and smash it you know out the park and while alex carp did mention that they're seeing unprecedented demand for their you know ai platform and they have made revenue gains they still fell short of at this point what i would call unrealistic expectations obviously Volunteers still need to figure out how to monetize their new AIP, which is their artificial intelligence platform. And the only risk I see with with this company is the valuation. I mean, if they're unable to figure out how to monetize their new AIP, it's going to be tough to justify a very, very high valuation, which for, for what they're showing on paper is is at the moment a pretty high valuation. I wanted to also skim over big tech. I mean, big tech, obviously, it's it's a big deal to talk about, especially this year. I mean, this year has been all about tech. So during the period that I missed, Apple, Google, Amazon, Meta, and Microsoft have all reported earnings this quarter. And all in all, I think we can agree that results have been pretty good. The biggest surprises were definitely Meta, Amazon, and Google. So I'll start with Meta. I mean, for the first time since fourth quarter 2021, Meta reported double-digit growth in revenue, which beat analyst expectations. And you could see the impact that the earnings report had on the stock price as they rose 7% after hours. What we can say is that the cost-cutting plan, uh, you know, which includes layoffs and delays in investment projects it seems to be working i mean i know their expenses next year will add up though because of the investment in data centers and ais but so far so good i mean their cost cutting plan has been working and their growth seems to be justifying their cost cutting their social media which is their bread and butter it's what they're absolutely crushing seems to be doing incredibly well but their reality lab segment just seems to be getting worse and worse going back to social media their ad revenue was much better than expected which also contributed significantly to the jump in the stock price now when we talk about social media obviously threads has not entirely been monetized to full capacity you know zuckerberg wants to build out the app before making money from it I'll be honest, you know, after that whole 100 million sign-up hype and that milestone that was hit, that record-breaking sign-up, user engagement has dropped. I mean, it. I think everyone dubbed it as the Twitter killer. I think I questioned that idea too, but it's, it's just not going to happen overnight, and I think it's going to be a slow, grueling process, but the good thing is for Meta shareholders, I think Zuckerberg knows that, and... It is really tough to bet against 
a company like Meta when it comes to social media because they've run this playbook time and time again. They've run it with Instagram, they've run it with Reels, they've run it with WhatsApp, they've run it with Facebook, and you know, every single time they have succeeded. Moving on to Amazon, another company that showed a return to double-digit growth in revenue was Amazon. I mean, reporting its biggest earnings since the fourth quarter of 2020. Now, the stock rose more than 10% in after I was trading as earnings per share was nearly double what analysts had expected. I think they expected $0.35 a share. It came in at $0.65 a share. Now, this is another story of of cost-cutting starting to yield results. And, you know, Andy Jassy is is really showing that his cost-cutting plan seems to be working. AWS growth, however, is slowing. You know, it was 12% this quarter compared to 16% last quarter, and this quarter marks their slowest growth since 2015. But the good thing is advertising continues to be a booming business for them as well. I mean, speaking of AWS, they're, they are definitely, you know, market leaders or in the top two in terms of market share for cloud computing but you know google is picking up and i'll go into that in in a bit when i start talking about alphabet but the growth slowing for aws may affect you know the valuation of amazon but to be honest i think the stock has taken quite a beating over the last year and i think it's pretty fairly priced for for what they're delivering in terms of Google Alphabet, you know, Alphabet, much like Meta, benefited from a better than expected ad revenue as, as well. Um, you know, they beat estimates on both the top and bottom line and shares were trading about 6% higher. So along with Google ad revenue, YouTube ad revenue also topped estimates and they reported another profit in their cloud business after first turning profit last quarter so the competition as i mentioned in this space is heating up now alphabet are eating into the market share of aws and microsoft and yeah i mean it will be very interesting to see how this battle unfolds and who emerges as the long-term market leader Talking about Apple and Microsoft, now the reason I grouped these two companies together a bit is because they've had quieter quarters. I mean, Apple beat earnings and sales, which you know was driven by strong services sales growth, but their revenue from their devices were all down from a year ago. I think that was expected, and the outlooks for device sales for the next quarter wasn't great either. And, you know, as I said, somewhat expected. I don't think people were expecting you know, consumers to be shelling out money on iPhones, given the inflationary scenario and situation going on, the microeconomic concerns. But it was somewhat of a muted quarter for them. And Microsoft shares also dipped after their revenue guidance came in actually below expectations. Um, Their previous quarter was good. They beat expectations, but guidance, you know, Trump's earnings once again, as we see. And Azure growth again was good, but slowing down. And it was down 26% from 27% last quarter. I know it doesn't seem like much, but it was 31% the quarter before that. And I think the quarter before that was 33%. So the downward trend is there. And it's it's one that, you know, investors are obviously concerned about. But, you know, companies like Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, Apple, they have so many ways to monetize 
their products they're forever changing they're forever adapting and i think it's very early stages to see who's going to come out winners in the cloud computing space in the ai space and you know i think it's just an exciting i i don't think it's an exciting period i don't think you could go wrong holding any of these stocks really they're blue chip stocks I think you'll be fine either way. You're not going to have the kind of growth you may want to see in in like a growth stock, but to be honest, I think they're all pretty good stocks to hold. Now, the story of the day, or rather, one that I'm very interested in discussing and you know, one that is kind of pertinent to the region I'm currently in is is C Limited. Now, ticker symbol is SE. For those of you that don't know, C Limited is the largest internet and e-commerce company in Southeast Asia. You know, think Amazon of the region. And I guess if most of you have been keeping up with markets, most you would have probably heard of this historic sell-off that happened. Now with C, profit beat expectations by 11.5%, which sounds great. The bottom line doing well sounds great but revenue came in 4.7% lower than expected. And now the company's price is back to where it was in 2020. Now the drop wiped out, the drop in stock price, which was I think about 30%, wiped out close to $10 billion in market cap. Recent months for C have been rough. They had a previous wipeout, which was in May, of about 10 billion as well and the stock price is currently 89 percent below its peak below its all-time high there was a point where c was extremely overvalued sure during its its growth years while it was burning cash and i think that's because a lot of people once again i think similar to palantir had priced in so much hype but now that growth has taken a bit of a backseat and probability profitability has started to become you know, more of management's concern and more important to them, expenses being cut last year, which is what happened, has led to slower growth. Now, they have their e-commerce business, Shopee, which is the largest by revenue in the company. And that, you know, they showed growth. Shopee showed growth, but I will say it was slower growth. Garena, their digital entertainment and gaming segment continues to bleed revenue. Bookings were lower than the previous quarter. Their revenue has almost halved since June 2022. You know, however, I guess silver, silver lining is that the quarterly active users increased by 11%. Now, C's biggest competitor is Lazada, especially in the e-commerce space. So it makes sense to draw comparisons between the two. Now, Lazada is backed by Alibaba and alibaba reported a 41 percent year-on-year growth for their international e-commerce segment c reported a 28 percent year-over-year growth and that's not great in comparison it's not great at all c's digital finance services digital finances service which includes c money also showed slowing growth and this was really meant to be the growth story for them going forward the whole the whole digital banking, digital finance story was meant to be their catalyst in the coming years. And, you know, I think that's showing slowing growth was a big concern for investors. Up until this point, I think C has been focused on profitability and they have successfully cut costs, increased savings, you know, shown that they can self-sustain. This has come clearly at the cost of growth and at the cost of investor satisfaction and happiness. 
I guess the move forward for them, you know, Forrest Lee, the CEO, has said that investment into the e-commerce business will start to ramp up again. That could mean that more losses are to come in, in the coming quarters, but hopefully those losses come at the expense of catalyzed revenue growth. I mean, I think investors have shown that they're willing to bear millions and billions in losses as long as they see solid revenue growth and as long as they see potential for revenue to absolutely maximize because then monetization becomes a concern in the long run. C have to focus on shoppy growth as, you know, C money also leverages that larger user base. So in in many respects, I think their digital finances services somewhat dependent on their e-commerce service so Shopee has to show the kind of growth that they are capable of showing and you know I will say I guess what this does show for a growth stock is that when a lot of growth is priced into the company you know in into the company or the stock price of the company the most important metric to look out for is not actually profitability it's revenue growth and that's that that to some extent blows my mind i mean people are willing to to sell off on a stock because revenue growth slows down a bit and you know you see them becoming more efficient operationally and becoming more profitable it's it's always a bit of a concern but you know valuation of the company at this point is 89% below all time highs as i mentioned before and to many it may be a buying opportunity Personally, I don't know if I will be opening a position in this stock at the moment, but it's definitely something I'll have to look into a bit more because obviously having dropped so much, it it may just be a great buying opportunity if Shopee are able to turn tables. That is it for this episode. I'm really happy to be back on the mic. And if you did make it this far, I thank you for listening. I'm Anurag Birla, and once again, this is Finance Now.